we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I am so grateful that you're joining me today. Again, man, this is the podcast where we're looking for God to get upon us with the anointing of God to do the leadership and fulfill the call of God in our life. I, I just, I'm so excited for what God's doing, and I'm so excited how God's touching you. And uh, before we jump into it today, we're talking about focusing on those who are in your corner. That's the title of my podcast today is Focusing on Those Who Are in Your Corner. Before we jump into the content, again, as we always do, I want to ask you to do me a couple of things. First of all, if you haven't subscribed to the channel on whatever platform you're listening to, please do so. That way you can uh, uh, be sure to get our newest uh, downloads. We do these every other Thursday, and we drop a new one that way. Also, hit the bell for the reminder. If you would do me another favor, um, shoot me a comment or uh, send me a line that tells me that this thing's uh, helping you, the content's adding value to you. It's actually benefiting your life. And then the, the last thing would be share this with somebody. If this content is helping you, uh, if, it, if you find it valuable and you know that it would help somebody else, please do me a favor and share this with your friends, your family, co-workers, share it with your pastor, share it with the department heads on your teams, uh, whoever it is, supervisors, managers. I'm telling you, this kind of content is what we need in these last days with the anointing of Jesus Christ on our life. The last thing is, before we get into our content about being focused on those in our corner, is I have a I have dropped a website now, and it is terrylinscott.com. Uh, and you can go there and find out everything. You can listen to uh, their previous podcasts. They're all archived there. You find out a little bit about me. You can also do this. You can uh, ask questions. You can email me directly from the website. Uh, you can also uh, ask me to come and be a part of it uh, and inquire about coming in as speaking engagements. And I would love to do that if it's something that you think that would add value to you and your team. Uh, Again, thank you so much for joining me, and today we're jumping into this, uh, the content on episode number 32, focused on those that are in your corner. I'm going to talk to you about a couple verses in, in the book of John, chapter 6. Uh, it starts in verse 16, goes all the way through like verse 69, and it talks a lot about a different things. But in verse 60, what we find is Jesus had just come out of talking about eating his body and drinking of his flesh. Uh, and by the way, this is a great title uh, and a great topic going into this is Holy Week and, and Good Friday is this uh, this tomorrow and then Easter Sunday where we celebrate a resin king comes in on this coming Sunday. And so thinking about some of that, Jesus began to deal with the disciples and the religious folks and he began to tell them that if you're going to follow him, if, if you want to follow Jesus, you got to eat the whole of his body and drink the, the blood. Well, he wasn't talking about him personally, but he was talking about a Passover lamb. And Jesus, we know, was, was that Passover lamb. And he said some things. And in verse 60, the Bible says that in John chapter 6, verse 60, it says this was a hard saying. Uh, and then it says in verse 61 that many of the disciples complained about it. Another translation says that they were offended uh, at Jesus because of what he had said. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to take us to leadership here in just a second. In verse 66, the Bible says that many of his disciples 
walked away, walked, turned from him and walked with him no more. I, I want to deal with John 6, 66 and leadership is many people will turn from you and walk with you no more. Not everybody is going to be a lifer with you. They're not going to stick with you for all of their life. And leadership has to understand this. Leadership has to understand the fact that not everybody's going to live life in in business, in ministry, for the duration of their life. Not everybody. Some will, and thank God for them. But not everybody's going to be with you. If you have a business, not everybody's going to be an employee for the duration of your your business. They're going to come and they're going to go. In ministry, they're going to come and they're going to go. Department heads in churches, they're going to come and they're going to go. As a pastor, I've been in the same church since I gave my life to Jesus. Christ in 1992. I've been here. It's 2022. You're talking 30 years in the same place. I grew in this place because God called me to this place for this vision and to do what I'm called to do. Not everybody's been, I don't have the same people with me that were with me in 1992. They've come and they've gone. They passed through. Some people are still here, but the majority of them passed through. It happens this way. And not always because of this reason. But let me talk to you about the leadership side of this. You're going to do some things that that people aren't going to like. It's going to offend them. They're going to complain about it. Your, your vision, listen, I'm talking to leadership right now. Your vision isn't going to be pleasing to everybody's eye. Everybody's going to have an opinion about it. Everybody's going to have a complaint of what you're not doing and you should be doing. Come on. Can I get an amen out there? Somebody knows what I'm talking about, that you have this passion, you have this burning, you have this itching to do something and you start telling people what you should, what you have this heart to do. How many, I, listen, it doesn't go a day where I don't tell somebody what I'm, I'm getting ready to do and they always tell me what I should do. Come on. Don't be the should do kind of person. Come on. Don't be that person out there. But listen to what I'm saying. In leadership, you're going to have a ton of people around you that always tell you what you should do do because they have an idea. They have this thought process. And just because they think it don't mean you have to do it. But listen to what I'm saying. Some people are going to complain about what you're doing. They're not going to like how you're doing it. And so they're going to turn from you. I have found, this is what I have found, is that more times than not, leadership is more interested in those who leave them than they are those who are in their corner. You have to stay focused on those who are with you. Though people that are not with you, they don't matter to you. They should not matter to you. I I say it this way. There's a lot of people that have left me. Not all. Listen to what I'm saying. Not all. A lot of people in 30 years that have left Abundant Life Church, a place where I've been a leader for 30 years or let's say 25 years, uh, they've left this place and they were great bowel movements. (laughs) Come on. I'm talking about people that just rubbed you the wrong way, people that affected you, people that just, they were problematic. They gave you, they they gave you gas. You listen to what I'm saying. I'm talking about the natural body, but just understand what it is from the, from just the thought process that I'm talking about. They gave you gas. They were, you were bloated. They they were uneasy. You couldn't sleep because of those people. And so when they left, whoo. You exploded and you felt so much better, right? I'm not talking about just those people. You know what I mean? That's the people. We're not focused on what went into the commode. We got to be focused on what we're getting ready to go after and what we're going to do, right? This is what I'm talking about. So you're going to have people like this, and Jesus did. And if we understand so much that Jesus was the greatest leader of all time, just listen to what I'm saying, greatest leader of all time, This he dealt with the same thing you and I deal with, betrayal. He, he dealt with people that just walked away, people that were for him, 
that eventually were now against him, basically, because of something he said, something he did. You know, you're not going to get it right all the time. And I'm not saying Jesus was wrong. Just listen to what I'm saying. You're, you're not going to always be right. You're, you're not going to always be that perfect individual. And you can't help people's emotional standpoint and their digestive abilities, right? You can't help that. And so what happens, Jesus lost these people. So you're going to have some people that, lo- that you lose. And it's okay. Most leaders that I know, Listen to what happens. We get caught up, and I'm going to put we in there because I'm, I'm going to include myself here. We get caught up on the people that leave us, and we forget about those that are actually for us. And so I want to deal with that, focusing on those. Excuse me, I had to get a drink. Those are who are in your corner. Focusing on those who are in your corner. And so here's what I mean. Verse 67 of John chapter 6, it reads this way. Then Jesus Let me start at verse 66. It says, from that time, many of his disciples, his disciples, this is people that were sold out and were followers of Jesus. The word disciple means to be a follower. This isn't somebody that just worked for him or attended his teaching. They followed Jesus. They were probably part of the 4,000, part of the 5,000. They were probably some of the ones that were part of the 72 that were sent out. They went back and walked with him no more. That's verse 66. It's the Antichrist verse that we believe. Verse 67, it says this, then Jesus said to the 12, notice this, many left him, but then he turns and he says to the 12, do you also want to go away? Notice he never addressed the ones that left him. He never went after them. He never yelled out, hey, what are you all doing? Why are you not with me? He turned to the ones that were still with him. Listen to what I'm saying about leadership. You have to focus on those who are in your corner. You cannot We worry about the skill, the talent, the people that you invested in that left you. You cannot be concerned about it. And here's what Simon said in verse 68. He says this, Simon answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words to eternal life. Watch, watch this. <laughs> this is what it looks like in leadership. People that are for you believe in you. The ones that believe in you are the only ones that deter, deserve your, that deserve your attention. The ones that believe in what you're doing are the only ones that deserve your attention. And this is what I mean. Focus on those who are in your corner. This is, this is the leadership that value that I really want to help you with. It doesn't matter if you're in business. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor. Hey, pastors, church leaders, you have to get this one because you will taint the, those that are with you by only focusing on the ones that are leaving you. It doesn't matter if you're a department head, a supervisor, a manager, you own a small business, a large business, corporation, doesn't matter who you are. This principle in the Bible teaches us so much, the value of focusing on those that are in your corner. And I want you to realize this. Jesus, I, I wrote a few thoughts here, and then I've got about six or seven points that I want to give. We're not going to get them all in today's episode, so we're going to jump it to the following episode and finish this up. Uh, but Jesus never watches. I, I wrote these thoughts before I get into some, how do you focus on those that are in your corner? And this is what I realized. Jesus never concerned himself with man's feelings when it came to truth. The truth was that you had to eat his whole body and drink his, his, his blood. But he wasn't talking about the, the, the literal aspect of that. He was talking about the whole of the gospel. And so what we find is he never concerned himself with, a, with emotions. You cannot be caught in emotions. Now, I believe this. Leadership is all relational, which has an emotional side to it. But you can't be led by the emotional side of something. You have to be concerned with truth. Let me help you what I, what I mean by this in leadership. Vision is truth. 
The, the goal is the truth, right? The, the way you're going to accomplish it is the truth. Your vision, whether you are a, a, a secular entity or you are a ministry entity, if you're a for-profit or a non-profit, it doesn't matter who you are, there is vision that is required to be successful. The Bible says where there is no vision, people perish or they cast off restraint. They don't care. It doesn't matter. You've got to have your vision, and that's your truth. I understand that the truth of the Word of God, but let me just help you what leadership looks like. Your vision is your truth. You stay true to it. You remember I opened up and I said this. You share people your vision with your, your, your you share a vision with people, and they say these are the things you should do. You ought to do this, man. I think you should do this. I think you'd be great at this. Notice this: their thoughts are not your vision. That's their opinion of your vision. But your vision is your truth. If you know the truth, listen, the truth will set you free. That means you stay true to the vision. Jesus never concerned himself with man's emotions. Watch this. Jesus also did it this way. Uh, those, what I realized out of this is those that had left him, they weren't for the vision. They weren't, they were just for what they could get from them. They were moochers. Listen to what I'm saying. They were just moochers off of Jesus. They, they followed him. They were where he was. They were what we call groupies, you know, following people. And what we're doing is we find this is they weren't, they weren't for him, for his vision. They were just for what they could get out of it. You're going to have to realize that you invest in so many different people and you'll have Judas's and Peter's amongst you all the time, but not everybody's for your vision. They're for you. They will drain you. I know this. I know the people that are in my church that are not really getting it. They're just trying to drain me. And I don't, I'm not interested in that. And so uh, I, I want you to want you to look at one last thing here that Jesus said. In Luke chapter 9, he said it this way, those who look back are not fit for the kingdom. That's what's interesting. That's what we. That's Luke chapter 9, but he's speaking of John chapter 6. Those that walked away, they're not fit for the kingdom. Can I tell you this? Not everybody that's with you is fit for your vision. Not everybody that's with you is fit to run beside you as a leader. Not everybody's there. If you are second tier today and you're listening to me, and I pray that you are, and I pray that you're helping your man of God or you're helping your own, your business, your your boss or the owner or the CEO, uh, you got to determine, are you fit for the bit vision? Are you in it or are you just in it for yourself? Are you here for just a paycheck or are you here for an attaboy on the back? Or are you in it for what God can do for you? Remember, this is the anointed leadership podcast. We need the anointing of God upon us to fulfill what God has called us to do. And so that's what we have to say. If you're not, if you look back, you're not fit. If people are wondering what everybody else is doing and they're running from you, they're not fit for your use. They're not fit for your vision. And that's what we find with Jesus speaking in Luke chapter nine. So you have to realize some of the bowel movements that you'll have, and, and excuse the phrase, but I just, I, that's just how real I am. The bowel movements that you have realize they're just not fit for the kingdom. They're, they're, they got you to a place that you're supposed to be, but they're not going to take you any further. If you're that second tier person, man, you need to get fit for the use of that vision. If you're going to be there for a long term, and if you're going to progress and be exalted there, right? So you got to realize those things. So here we talking about focusing on those that are in your corner. I think it's so important. I, I think about a boxing match. You know, I even think about a coaching match. You know, I think about, uh, I coached soccer for many, many years. And uh, I realized that those that, those, though that you may have friends on the other team, the moment the game starts, the only person that we're cheering for is the pe person wearing the same color jersey, right? The same name on the jersey, right? So now you have to find out, focus on those that are in your corner, right? Not worrying about the other team. Even though you're friends, they're just not your team. Listen to what I'm saying. And that's what we have to do. So how do you do that? Today, I'm going to probably give you a couple of these. 
uh, out of the seven, and then next week we'll jump in and finish up the other seven. But I really feel like this is a great message for leadership, and especially for today. I feel, I believe that in, as we move forward from 2022, I believe you're going to find more people that will join you, just like Jesus had thousands. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that when Peter preached one message in Acts chapter 4, sorry, Acts chapter 3, that 3,000 were added in one day. I believe that we're coming into a time where people are going to be added to the kingdom of God or, or to your business. I believe your business will sustain itself in the power and the anointing of God. But you're going to have to realize how do you focus only on them? Because when people start leaving us, especially good people, talented people, skilled people, how, that hurts, man. It's a betrayal. It's a stab in the back. So how do you do that? This is what I want to hit two points today. Actually, let me do it this way. I'm going to read all seven points. And then we're going to just jump into the two today. Number one, you got to acknowledge the vision is greater than the loss. You love people, but the vision is the priority, not the people. This is what we have to realize. The second thing is, or it could be the call or the goal or whatever. The second thing is receive the peace of God for the call of God. You know, you got to have you got to have peace for the vision. You got to know what you're going after, and you got to receive the peace of God uh, to do that. The third one is you got to pray for those that leave you. Ah, now we're really digging in, right? Fourth one is don't take it out on others. <laughs> That's hard. Uh, five, you will always have a Judas around you. Ah, yeah, this is you have to recognize this. Number number six, don't get caught in the line of fire. Not everyone that stands stand that doesn't stand is against you. Not everybody that that leaves you isn't against you, right? You gotta you gotta realize that you gotta restore the Peters that are in your life. And number seven, you gotta laugh in the face of trouble. This is uh this is pretty powerful, I think. So let's deal with the number the first two today, and then we'll pick back up the other five because you're gonna have people that come and go. I'm just telling you, you're gonna have clients that come and go. You're gonna have business people that come and go. You're gonna have partnership that's gonna come and go. You're gonna have church members. Are going to come and go. So, how do I focus on those that are in my corner? These are the seven thoughts that I have out of the scriptures. Uh, there's probably a lot more, but let me give you the seven that are on my heart. Number one is you got to acknowledge the vision is greater than the, the, the loss. And so, listen, this is what God called me to, to do. He knows who's for me and who's against me. He knows how I'm, I'm, my success isn't caught in people, my success is caught in God. If I exalt, my, exalt Him, I humble myself before Him, He will lift me up. That, that's what the Bible says. You know, many's going to come and go, right? Leadership. In this idea that vision is greater than the loss, what the hard part for Terry, even in saying this, I realize leadership is relational. It's all about relationships as well as it is missional. It means what we have to have both sides of this. But at some point, the mission right becomes greater than the relationship. When you surround yourself with wrong people, in Corinthians chapter 6, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. If you're connected with people that don't believe in you, that aren't for you, it's going to pull you down. So you're going to have to realize, yeah, I'm interested in your relationship. I'm interested in how I can help you and you can help me, right? But the problem is, uh, I'm not going to allow you to disrupt what God called me to do. I'm going to fulfill the call of God more than I am anything with those for me or those against me. It doesn't matter. As long, Listen, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, those that are closest to me. Jesus' leadership, we realize that he had some of the hardest uh, relationships to be able to get through and he still accomplished everything, even those that denied him and those that betrayed him, those that laughed at him, mocked him. He still fulfilled the vision and the mission outside of those that were against him. I'm, I'm telling you, you got to look at this, right? We also have to realize this last, last one. I, I wrote this down. We, we, we don't know how to balance the relationship with the mission 
one will override the other. You have to balance both. The vision can't be more, listen, the vision is most important in my life, okay? But I know it takes people. Habakkuk says those that read it will run with it. So the, the, the speed of my vision is, paced, is based on the pace of the runners. So how fast the runners run with it depends on how quickly we accomplish the vision. And it requires both parts, a vision and a runner, which is relationship. So you have to understand how to balance them. When does the mission or the vision, if you will, trump the relationship? And when does the relationship trump the vision? And you have to balance this. This is the key component. The knowledge, the acknowledging the vision is greater than the loss. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the loss, the people that left me, right? And that's what we have to realize. You're going to have to figure out how to balance that because if you, if you value that relationship more than you do your vision, you'll lose your vision. If you step out of your vision, you'll be no different than Jonah. Ah, man, this is good preaching. And you don't want to get caught up under a tree that withers all the time, so stay true to the vision. And if the people aren't taking you to the vision, then you're going to have to let them go and you're going to have to keep, you can keep them as friends, keep them to the side, enjoy it, but they can't run beside you. Focusing on those who are in your corner. Those that are not are going to drag you down. I'm just telling you. Number two, this kind of ties into acknowledging the vision is greater than the loss. Number two is receive the peace of God for the call of God. Notice this, when God calls you, it's his responsibility. First Corinthians says this, I planted Apollos water, but God brought the increase. So when we understand this in leadership, that this is God's responsibility. And so now I'm going to find the peace of God for the call of God. So it is, I don't have to make it happen. This is what we have to realize, the peace of God for the call of God. And sometimes we are we are at peace when everything is going right. I'm talking about the peace of God when everything is going wrong, but you know what God's called you to do. Remember Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, I know what it is to be with and I know what it is to be without. In other words, I've been content with. I've learned this, this art of content with and content without. I'm, I'm a, I, it doesn't matter if I've got everything going for me or not. I don't care if it's all going right or not. I've learned to be content. This is another word is the peace of God. I have received the peace of God for the call of God. You're going to have to realize that is the key component in your life. And here's what I want you to realize, that you're going to have to receive the peace of God for the call of God. You've got to understand the ability to live at peace is dependent on our trust. Who do we trust in, God or the people? We got to realize this, man. I'm just telling you, um, trust develops peace. And are you trusting in the person that's helping you run? Or are you trusting in the God who gave you the vision? This is what you have to see now. Wait a minute. Department heads, I kind of feel this right now as I'm saying this. People that are second tier leadership, if you will. You have a vision. You know the vision that's written down in front of you. You know it, whether you're you're a supervisor, manager of a business, or you're in the ministry and you're a department head, youth ministry, children's ministry, uh, whatever that is, usher, whatever, worship leader. Uh, You're listening to this and you have a vision because your vision is to take the team of people that you have and help them point the direction of the overall vision of the ministry. And so you're going to have to figure out this is that the peace of God comes in trusting God, not the people. It's easy when you have a ton of talent and you have a ton of skill that can really accomplish a lot of things and allow them to do the work. But the minute they disrupt it and they leave, they walk away, they, they get upset, they get offended or whatever. Now what? Don't act like God can't show up because that's this is where you got to receive the peace for the call. You're, they're not your answer. He is. Jesus is. The anointing on you is from Christ Almighty, right? 
Woo! And I'm starting to preach in here on this, focusing on those who are in your corner. I'm telling you, this is the Anointed Leadership Podcast. You can't do anything and be successful without the anointing. I believe it, especially in the day we're in. The day we're in is going to require a level of anointing the way Mary anointed Jesus for his final entry into Jerusalem for the moment that we're at this week. That holy week is he needed the anointing of God upon him. And the anointing came upon him through Mary with this costly oil. And when he he was anointed, it was for his purpose. This is what I want you to see. Your anointing of God upon you for the purpose of God in your life is so crucial to fulfill it. And here's what you have to realize. You can't be focused on those that are against you or leave. You have to focus on those that are in your corner. The hardest part of leadership, because most of the time, the people that leave us are the ones that are most skilled, the most talented, the ones we invested the most in, the ones we put most trust in. And the minute they leave, now what, right? Now what? And I'm telling you, you've got to understand this. You've got to understand that the vision is greater than the loss, and you've got to receive the peace of God for the call of God, because peace comes through trust. And who do you trust in, God or the people that are running with you? This is the key component we have to look at. Man, I, I could say so much more, and I pray that you're getting this today, but uh, as I close in this moment, I just want to challenge you. You've got to focus on those that are in your corner, and not those that leave you. Jesus taught us this in John chapter 6. He never acknowledged the people that left him. He only turned to the ones that were still with him. And you've got to realize the call of God, the vision of God, the plan of God is greater than the losses in your life. You're going to find that. Next week, or in two weeks from now, we're going to finish this, this topic. And I pray that you'll join me again for focusing on those in your corner, part two. Until then, I call you blessed. Join me on our website. Join us on our social media sites. Hey, shoot me a message. Let me know that this is blessing you. Share this with some people. Until next time, I pray that the anointing of God will get all over you to help you do what God's called you to do in Jesus' mighty name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.